0: Welcome to a Black Talk Radio News Brief with Scotty Reed on this March 28th, 2019. On this segment, I will be joined in a few minutes by progressive prosecutorial political consultant and strategist Rory Fleming, who is a lawyer fighting to end mass incarceration. You can find out more about the services Mr. Fleming provides at FaultLightStrategies.org. Today, we will take a look at recent news concerning the actor, Jussie Smollett, who stood accused and charged for allegedly staging a hate crime in Chicago. According to Chicago News Media Outlet WGN, Cook County prosecutors dropped all charges against actor Jussie Against Actor Jesse Smollett on Tuesday. He had been charged with 16 counts of disorderly conduct after Chicago police say he staged a racial and homophobic attack in the city in January. Those charges will now be wiped from Smollett's record. Smullett performed recent community service on Monday and Saturday with the Rainbow Push Coalition. They wrote a letter presented in court along with the Black AIDS Foundation and Lyric Opera of Chicago standing up for Smollett's character. Let's listen to this short report by WGN
1: wild turn of events today in this roller coaster case that's ended with the empire actor's record being wiped clean taking a photo with a fan surrounded by his entourage empire actor jesse smollett walked out of the latent criminal courthouse this afternoon a free man
2: i have no bitter feelings about chicago i love chicago chicago has been my home chicago has been such a great home for empire i will never ever ever say anything or feel right
1: Smolette has maintained his innocence since he reported the alleged hate crime attack against him in late January Chicago police say Smollett paid two Nigerian brothers to carry out the series of events in a very brief hearing this morning the state's attorney's office said after reviewing all facts and circumstances in the case as well as taking Smollett's volunteer service to the community and forfeiture of ten thousand dollars bond to the city of Chicago into consideration. They felt dismissing all 16 criminal counts was an appropriate resolution.
0: There is no deal, the state dismissed the charges.
1: Smollett's attorney denied any special treatment and took shots at the Chicago Police Department saying the case spiraled out of control. We have nothing to say to the police department except to investigate charges uh, and
0: not try their cases in the press.
2: I've been truthful and consistent on every single level since day one. I would not be my mother's son if I was capable of one drop of what I was accused of.
1: Jesse Smollett says now he would just like to move on with his life and career, and as far as that goes, it's unclear at this point. He was asked if he is going to try to return to the show Empire, and he had no comment. At the Layton Criminal Courthouse, Dana Rebick, WGN News.
0: So that was a report from WGN News. And for my regular listeners and those who follow me on social media, you know, I'm a frequent critic about the lack of professionalism and um, the propaganda that these news outlets will uh, include in their reports. And I just want to know if people took note of how she opened up that report by saying a vial turn of events. That's an interesting word choice there, but I just wanted to make note of that as one uh, who professionally addresses um, the lack of professional and real journalism in this country. At this time, let's bring in Mr. Fleming. Uh, Let me uh, get you unmuted, sir, and I thank you uh, for joining us today. And how are you? Hello.
2: Yes, it is my pleasure to be here.
0: Well, Rory, let's jump right in. Uh, what are your initial thoughts on the twists and turns and plots of this case? It seems like it was a case made for television, seemingly. Um, but what what are your initial thoughts on the recent news? Certainly,
2: yeah, it's uh, definitely a very interesting uh, turn of events. But I think that um, that my perspective is informed by a couple of things. One, <clears throat> these sorts of Racist outbursts and attacks are definitely something that that a tremendous number of people in our country are more and more concerned with, like, obviously in the black community and other racial minority groups, but even, like, white people, especially on the left of the political spectrum, um, and – while that's happening, obviously, um, there's a lot of pundits on the right and Fox News hosts and stuff like that that's pretending that uh, that there is no uptick in this since Trump's election uh, because they don't want to uh, to paint his rhetoric as a as a problem um, when it comes to race. Um, so this case was kind of destined to be a flashpoint in uh, in race relations and how people would talk about them in this country. And um, the way that I see it is. You know, the background is that Kim Fox, the chief prosecutor of Cook County, which includes Chicago, was explicitly elected as a criminal justice reformer who would focus on violent crime um, rather than, um, you know, petty misdemeanors, drug, non- other nonviolent crimes. And what Jesse did, if he, if he did do it, if he didn't do it, it doesn't really matter. But regardless, it does not classify as any kind of act of violence, uh, unethical if true, perhaps. Um, perhaps definitely But that's not what the case was here um, She Talked about how there was uh, There were potential evidentiary issues With with witnesses and police investigators But most importantly She said this, this case is not something we want to pursue In the sense that the criminal justice system Is not really the, the, the appropriate Forum for it And that's kind of a reflection Of a different way that people are starting to see Prosecutors throughout the country Prosecutors should predominantly be concerned with keeping us safe, not um, not essentially litigating and arbitrating uh, disputes about race relations um, or petty quabbles between people or like heated arguments or even like, you know, some shoves back and forth at a bar. Like, really, they're supposed to be like prosecuting rapes and robberies and murders and and things of of that nature. And uh, can Fox's. By dropping the charges in my opinion, regardless of his uh you know whether he did it or not uh, making good on that process now granted my my criticism of the handling of the case would actually potentially come from uh from uh, completely the other angle and something that I' have seen very rarely brought up except within the uh the true confines of uh, the the criminal justice reform scholar community, which is basically like. Why, why the heck did she charge this in the first place? You know, like, um, you, and I think that uh, that that aspect comes from the fact that she was elected as a reformer. She is, I believe, the first Black DA of Chicago or state's attorney, as they call it in um, in Illinois and some other states. Um, she was elected uh, in part because of the fact that the former Cook County State's Attorney Anita Alvarez was pushed out by Black Lives Matter and Asada's Daughters and, and other activist groups over the fact that Anita Alvarez um, completely botched the criminal uh, case against the police officer who killed Laquan McDonald. Some would uh, say cover-up,
0: intentional cover-up.
2: Right, right, exactly, and she was in on that, and um and the, the community was fed up with her and, and they, they, they got rid of her. And so um, what happens, unfortunately, is when somebody is elected as a reform candidate, you know, it, it's not like the criminal justice system changes overnight. Ultimately, the reform candidate still has to deal with the fact that uh, in a lot of places, the cops really don't like what the reform candidate wants to do. They, they don't like the idea of extra accountability. Um, and... Um, and more scrutiny of the cases they bring in, things of that nature. And so it's probably pretty fair to say that the Chicago Police Department, and, and we are, we know for a fact that Rahm Emanuel, the mayor, um, the outgoing mayor, they, they don't like Kim Fox very much. And so okay. I think that she knew she was going to get blowback from other institutional actors and politicians Well, well let me say
0: this, Rory. Um, now, according to reports, she recused herself and handed it off to an assistant uh, prosecutor. So if we take mm-hmm. that report at face value although you know we don't know what goes on behind closed doors and and it could have been a wink and a nod uh that you know or or perhaps when she came into office uh much like Krasner uh briefed her staff on her campaign promises and and how she was going to use her discretion uh in um, prosecuting violent crimes versus misdemeanors where, you know, they're pretty much victimless. Um, mm-hmm. so, so I, you know, am assuming that, you know, um, a member of her staff was making the decisions. That's if we take face value that she actually recused herself. Um, and, and so, so it sounds like to me though, also, regardless of innocence or guilt, okay. I have to say as a journalist, all I'm doing is speculating. Because all I know is what's reported in the media. And we know how the media has a history of sensationalizing cases, politicizing mm-hmm. cases, and just to drive ratings. That's why I said this is like a made-for-television, you know, oh, yeah. type case, because of the uh celebrity of Jossie uh S- Smollett. But On the outside as a layman or, you know, someone who has reported on criminal justice issues for a very long time has also had personal experience in the system. Um, But this sounds like regardless of what the lawyer says or Smollett says or the prosecutor says, this sounds like a plea deal or deferred prosecution. And I heard one of the assistant prosecutors mention, well, he's a first time offender. And I have been witnessing on social media like, you know, some people I'm like, what do you want? Do you think he should go to prison slavery? For this, right. you know, and, and and it's just people all in their feelings, and and it's like they want to send this man for prison, and this plays a role, and then we wonder why the United States has the world's largest prison population. Mm-hmm.
2: That's exactly right. Um, there's a lot in there, but I'll start to say that, um, yeah, I certainly think that um, revenge and retribution for wrongdoing is is certainly embedded in our in our culture largely, which then has a kind of symbiotic relationship with the criminal justice system uh, because ultimately at the end of the day, like, criminal justice actors are mostly elected or at least, like, the elected official has a tremendous amount of authority um, and it is somewhat democratic, et cetera. Um, Yeah, no, a lot of pundits even from the left, including some – some uh, black, um, like left-leaning media figures, were were calling for punishment for Jesse, uh, Jesse Smollett. Like they didn't feel like it was a fair resolution of the case. And I think that you know there's definitely a little bit of um, probably anger over the fact that if he did uh, um, invent his claims, so to speak, that uh, that that could create a uh, boy who cried wolf uh, effect for other. Uh, young black men who actually do get attacked or um, racially discriminated against, and people will be less likely to believe them. I think that that,
0: I think that's uh, rhetoric, Rory. I think that's rhetoric, you know, because I'm sure you observe on social media that, um, Mm -hmm. you know, there is no shortage of white people calling police on, on black people and other people of color for no -hmm. no good. So this isn't anything new. It's, it's gone on for a while, and there have been hoaxes throughout the years, so you know we had to separate. In my opinion, we had to separate. We had to be mentally capable to separate our feelings from you know just the facts surrounding this case. Definitely. And all things considered,
2: exactly. And, and and people don't know exactly what all the the facts were. You know, like besides uh, Jussie himself, potential witnesses, potential perpetrators, and the prosecutor's office and the police would have uh, like you know the facts to some degree also. Um, but we 've been we 've been told very little um, about what actually was going on, and so you know defense lawyers on Twitter were talking about how you know there may have been an unreliable witness issue with one of the officers or you know potentially. Somebody who reported uh, like or uh sorry, um like was was attacking him and haranguing him. And like, there's just like little way to well, know. Well, Rory, in the I,
0: I, I'm office. sorry. Yep. I'm sorry to interject, but I got to make this important point because I put this out on yeah. Twitter in response to a former TV judge who was trying to play the hard law and order type. And, Mm -hmm. you know, let me interject here, Rory, because all the things you just said, we don't know. We're speculating because that's all we have is is from the news media. We haven't seen any evidence, you know, in court. There's been no trial. So I have to admit, as a journalist, I'm speculating. I'm just taking the best guess off of what has been uh, reported. But one of the things also, you mentioned an unreliable witness. But let's not forget, I I, the first thing that came to my mind was John Burge. You know, and Mm -hmm. and torturing men and boys into confessing. I'm thinking about Chicago black sites. I'm thinking about some of the videos I've seen of Chicago police, uh, fomenting violence in the community by picking up uh, a detaining rival, uh, a gang member and dropping them off in a rival neighborhood. So, you know, I, I was speculating that, well, maybe there's an issue with the Nigerian Americans because they were born here. The media keeps calling them Nigerians. Okay. Nigerian Americans. All right. And how do I know that they weren't coerced into a confession? It's not like that's out of the realm well, of possibility. Point. Well, and I,
2: I do want to clarify that when I said witnesses, I I, I wasn't thinking uh, of Jussie himself, but potentially anybody else who could have seen it, or you know, the officers who who uh, picked them up, right? Or you know, like including himself. So like, I, what I meant is that it very well could have been contrived by the police. We we don't know, and I think that um, that the prosecutor's office would probably have a better sense for that than than obviously the news media because they decide what to leak out, so to speak. Um, but I think that um that yeah like it could very well tr- be completely true that um that uh, he was telling the truth and uh it's it's just an impossible thing to know but I think that the the thing that um that is definitely frustrating is the fact that, uh, that he was charged in the first place because that made it such a big political hot potato. Um, I think that um, from a political perspective, I, I would assume that Kim Fox probably did it because she knew that if somebody found out that she didn't charge the case and given that he's a celebrity and, you know, uh, race relations and, like, different pundits fighting back and forth, that she would get hammered for it. Uh, And I think that ultimately there's quite a possibility that Kim Fox never personally wanted to charge the case, that she didn't feel like it was just to charge the case, but she felt like she kind of had to. And and prosecutors, especially reformers, often do kind of um, half-good, half-bad kind of motions like that, because they're trying to simultaneously balance their uh, reputation in the communities that got them elected as well as trying to uh, not completely get the cops to hate, uh, which is a, a very, very tricky balancing act. So obviously that's all speculation too, but I think that the best thing from her own philosophy would have been to, uh, you know, divert it quietly and she and and honestly a lot of cases probably do get diverted quietly just as she said including for uh the offense that he was technically charged of was actually a Class 4 felony um in Illinois which I think is also part of why this has been so complicated because I think if it were just a, a misdemeanor under Illinois law, then it would have just been like eh, it was a misdemeanor. Who cares? But I did ne- notice that um, that, you know, the National District Attorney's Association is uh, using this as an excuse to hammer Kim Fox uh, because, you know, focusing on the fact that this is a felony and justice and blah, blah, blah. But the, the National District Attorney's Association is a conservative lean lobbyist group that happens to be uh, backed by elected district attorneys across america and if you look at their board representation they're predominantly rural or more conservative and more white state or is it counties sorry cities um and that reform-oriented prosecutors stay clear of the national district attorneys association because they see the ndaa as a roadblock to any good change happening and they and they are indeed a roadblock. They they fear monger about even legalizing marijuana. They say stuff like, if uh, you legalize marijuana in California, then uh, all the Mexican drug cartels will move in, and just crazy stuff like that. They're not an unbiased group, but they definitely... Have a motivation to try to discount Tim Fox and people like her whenever they have a chance, and I think that she by um by accidentally making this it, it, ensuring that this would become a giant public story by charging the case, she actually bit herself uh you know because of the fact that uh, that now she can be um, smeared by the NDA and other Right, groups, right, right. Some are already
0: yeah. saying she's part of a uh, conspiracy, you know, and because of mm-hmm. Jussie Sm- Smollett's um, stature in the community and, you know, uh, the money that he has, and, you know, because he also forfeited $100,000 to the city now. Right, that's see, no small thing. Right, and see, that's what, I don't care what they're calling it, um, the technical language, oh, we dismissed the charges or, and there's no agreement. basically a quasi-diversion, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like, like a plea yeah. deal. It sounds like deferred prosecution based on his clean record of never being in trouble uh, before. Exactly. And there's many programs like that across yeah. uh, the nation. Now, one of the other things it's that I, I was effect. thinking, Rory, that may have also, if I was in her shoes, and mm-hmm. I'm also looking at well, what's the financial cost to the taxpayer for me to prosecute these felony misdemeanors oh, given the stature of just Jesse Smollett? What is that going to cost? Because, again, you know, I, I imagine these, I never looked at any figures, but these celebrity criminal trials can cost the taxpayer uh, lots of money. Yeah,
2: They hire famous defense lawyers who fight tooth and nail on every single, like, thing the prosecutor says and uh, are just very geared to getting everything dismissed. And, like, as, as you know, as should be, and uh, the prosecutors really have to bring their A-game to prove anything, generally. And, uh, yeah, she probably was like, "This, this money could be better used prosecuting, like, real crime that, like, objectively hurts the community, like, rape or murder, and, like, like focus on the stuff that matters. Um, unfortunately, like, these big national prosecution groups have, are very historically conservative, and, and they don't see it that way. They're like, oh, no, like, the rule of law has been tarnished because she gave a break, it's, it's seemingly, but not really, to um, a famous black guy, um, which I think is extremely offensive, and the NDA should be ashamed as always. Right. Um, but, but they're not. They, they don't care. And 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 you'd probably be interested to know as well that basically everybody on their board is white.
0: Yeah. I also would be interested to know uh, if they issued any statements when uh, President Trump pardoned uh, former Sheriff Joe Arapayo, you know, or any mm. other other people that mm. uh, he has pardoned. So, you know, um, yeah. Um, but anyway, I think I'm, they avoided. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, go ahead. And I, I think that because
2: thought. of the fact that the Arpaio case was federal, they uh, they had a a lucky chance to not address it because they're also okay. uh, You know, they're watching their own asses to make sure people don't uh, boot them out of office for being too extreme to the right. Depending on their county, um, and like a rural like county of all white people that's like eighty percent Republican, they can say whatever they want. But if they're in like a you know a middle sized city in like Ohio or something, like maybe they're a bit more careful because like if they go too far. In, um, in this kind of direction Like a Trumpian direction People may get turned off But I mean deep down inside Most of these people are just like Trump
0: Right. Well, we've been speaking with political consultant and strategist Rory Fleming of FoglightStrategies.org. Please go check out the websites. If you're a progressive prosecutor wannabe who wants to run for office, uh, definitely you want to consult with him. Rory, tell them how uh, they can get in touch with you or follow you on social media.
2: Yeah, for sure. So I'm on Twitter at Rory Fleming 8 a as in the Eighth Amendment, R-O-R-P. F L E M I N G 8 A. And um, I'm very active on there. And also, uh, you can find me on my uh, Fog Life Strategies website. And um, yeah, I have open messages. So if anyone wants to ask me any questions about anything, I'm, I'm always available. All
0: right. Thank, Thank you. you again, Rory. You have a great day. Yeah. You too. Thank you. All right. That concludes this BTR News Brief. Thank you for listening. Please share uh, the podcast far and wide. Please become a subscriber of the uh, many different uh, programs that you will find on BlackTalkRadioNetwork.com. Please also don't forget to donate during our 2019 annual fundraiser. Um, We're looking to raise a budget of $24,000 for the year. That's pretty modest. Um, Any amount will help us towards that goal. Thank you again for listening. Peace and blessings to all.